This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J. from 12th Street Talk Back and Morning Inspirations. Did you guys pour into yourself? I hope you poured into yourself today. If not, sometimes we can need a little bit more pouring. And today, I'm here to offer you just that with my new friends and partners, Faithful Counseling. You all always hear me talk about partnering with my Christian Conrads in Christ and always needing that extra shoulder to lean on as well as my faith. Well, today you can take comfort in having that exact same partner with Faithful Counseling. Thank you, Faithful Counseling, for sponsoring this podcast. With Faithful Counseling, you will get access to your needs and you'll be matched with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. That's right, who is a practicing Christian. You can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's text, chat, phone, or video call. And you can message your therapist at any time to schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. And if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. With Faithful Counseling, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling, flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at faithfulcounseling.com slash 12th Street Talk Back. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash 12th Street Talk Back. I've also linked it in the description below. Let's start pouring into yourself today with your new partner at Faithful Counseling. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Morning Inspirations. I hope everybody's feeling blessed on this beautiful, beautiful Thursday morning that God has decided to wake us up in. Won't you go ahead and give him some glory right where you're at, right where you're sitting or laying or standing. Clap your hands, stomp your feet, and if you can't do any of that, you're out in the open and you can't make all that noise, that joyful, joyful noise, then do it in your mind, do it on your breath. Thank you, Jesus, for this day you had bestowed upon us. I'm especially thankful on this Thursday. Today I'm celebrating my 52nd birthday. I thank God for it. I thank him for waking me up this morning, breathing his breath in my body, every organ that's working, every limb that's functioning. And I hope and pray, my prayer is for my life. I plead 
the blood over my life, that he will continue to bless me in everything that I do in my life. So let's go ahead and give him some praise this morning. Heavenly Father, we come boldly to the throne. We thank you this morning for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for the blessings that you have bestowed upon our life, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for standing behind us, in front of us, and beside us, oh, Father God, on this day, Father God. We thank you for every breath that we're breathing. We thank you for every organ that's working, every limb that's moving, oh, Heavenly Father, every thought that we've had, Father God. If it wasn't for you, Father God, we wouldn't be able to do some of the amazing things that you've allowed us to go on and continue to do, Father God. So in this day, Father God, we just thank you, Father God. We bless your name for all that you're doing in our lives, all that you will continue to do, Father God, for keeping your hedge of protection over top of us, Father God, for keeping that covenant, Father God, that you made so long, long, long ago, Father God, with Abraham. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father God, this morning for the mink, Father God, being blessed in the spirit, oh, Father God. We thank you for every righteous man and woman, Father God, that calls out to your name, Father God, that's obedient to your word, oh, Heavenly Father. We thank you for arranging our lives just the way that you want it, Father God. We thank you for bringing us out of the dark into the light, oh, Heavenly Father. Have your way right now in our life, Father God. Let the Holy Spirit rain down like the sweet, sweet morning dew, oh, Heavenly Father. We just sing your praises right now, Heavenly Father. We thank you for the favor that you got on our lives, oh, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Father God, for breaking strongholds, Father God, and replacing it with your anointing, your will, your grace, and your mercy this morning. We know that there is nothing we can do without you, oh Heavenly Father, we just bless your name right now. In the name of Jesus, we plead the blood over our lives for everything that's in our lives. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for interceding on our behalf, oh Father God, and doing the things that we cannot do, Father God. Father God, let us remember this moment. And remember this day, Father God. Thank you for the fellowship, oh Heavenly Father. Thank you for working miracles, signs, and wonders in our lives, Father God. May we continue to move forward and be fruitful, Father God, and abundantly. Just, just mercy, your grace and your mercy. Be fruitful and multiply. Stand on good and solid ground, Father God. May none of our seeds go by the wayside, oh, Father God, but be sown on good ground in this day, in this moment. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Guys, I am just so thankful. Sometimes I just just start going and going and going and just everything that I want to say want to come out at one all at one time and I get a little bit jumbled but I thank him this morning for his grace and mercy there was a time that I look up and I didn't think that I would live to see 48 let alone 52 but I thank him for his grace and his mercy I thank him for his favor over my life I thank him for ordering every single footstep I thank him 
for open doors that needed to be open, and I thank him for closing the ones that needed to be closed. I tell you, sometimes we gotta get into that. We have got to thank him for being the doctor in the operating room. We gotta thank him for being the teacher, for the being the lawyer, the psychiatrist. We gotta thank him for the little things, being the driver of our car, not the passenger, but the driver. We might be physically sitting behind the wheel, but he has gotten that wheel. And sometimes you just get so excited that you just want to thank them for everything all at once. But y'all continue to pray my strength. I am so blessed this morning that he decided to wake me up in his will, not my will, but his will be done in my life. So guys, I was sharing with you guys, chapter 38, as we move right along, we just come out of Judah putting it in the brother's head that they were going to sell Joseph and they... Uh, succeeded in doing just that. They sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites and they have taken Joseph off. They have taken him and the plan has unfolded. They have taken Joseph's coat back to his father, showing it to him, and he said, yes, that is my son's coat. And they have convinced Jacob that he has by gotten taken by the beast in the wilderness and he is no more and they are mourning and and Jacob is mourning and they are mourning with him but say it ain't so because they know what really has happened Jacob might not know but they know so we're on down to chapter 38 that's where I'm reading from I'm a little bit all over my word I'm in Matthew I'm in Genesis, and I'm going back and forth. But right now, in chapter 38, it has passed, and time has passed, and Judah has went down from his brethren, and he has turned to a certain Adulamite whose name is Hira. And Hira is his friend. And there, Judah, he sees a daughter of a certain Canaanite, and he takes her, and he goes into her, and she conceives and she bears a son, and she calls him Ur. And she conceives again, and she bears a son, and she calls his name Onan. And she conceives again, she conceives again, and bears a son, and she calls his name Shelah. And Judah, began, Judah begins to take wives for his son. Now, mind you, Judah is still young they say. My Matthew Henry tells me that Judah is still a young man, maybe in his early 20s, and he has left home. He has not consented with his father, but he's gone on down, and he's then got himself a wife without his father's blessing. He's dwelling there, and he's just, as the young people say, doing the most. He is doing the most. And he's had sons, and he's still there. And the sons, I guess they're young boys, as my Matthew Henry tells me. And he's taking wives for his young boys. He's taking wives for these young men. And these young men is not pleasing in God's sight. They are not pleasing. They are of evil mind and evil thought. Er, being the first son. 
He is wicked in the eyes of the Lord, defiant to God's laws, and God puts him to death. And then we see Onan. He sleeps with Ur's wife, Tamar, after Ur is put to death by God because his father Judah tells him, go sleep with him, go sleep with Tamar so that you can bear seeds for your brother. And Onan, not wanting to do this, whenever he slept with Tamar, he spilled the seeds every time he slept with Tamar because he knew the child would not be his. What he did was wicked to God, and then God proceeded to put him to death. So now you have this poor woman, Tamar. She has lost her, who was already wicked. She has lost Onan, his brother. Back in that day, it was customary for the brother to take the widow, the young widow, especially if she was young, and marry her. And he, if he wasn't already married, I'm not going to get into that end of it because I didn't really study on it. I don't like to talk about things that I didn't really study on. But that was unpleasing to God for him to spill that seed. And I imagine so, you know. And it was said that the thing that he did displeased God. Therefore, he was slain too. And then Judah spoke to Tamar and he said, Hmm, all right, I've lost two of my sons, two at a young age. And he's young too. He tells Tamar, go back to your father's house. He said, and then I'll give you Shelah when he's a little bit older. But right now, you go back and you dwell at your father's house because I'm afraid that God will take him to my third son. So it comes to pass that she does just that. However, she feels like she's been, see- she's been deceived by Judah. She finds out that Judah, Judah was going to shear his sheep. And as everybody starts to talk, when she saw him, she saw young Sheila, and she saw that he was grown and that Judah had not given her him like she prom- he promised to marry them. So she goes and takes off her widow clothes and she goes stand in a place and she plays the harlot. Well, some would say she plays the harlot. My, my Bible tells me and then Matthew Henry breaks it down a little bit. Says she changed out of her widow's clothing and wouldn't stood in a place. And Judah saw her and thought she was a harlot because she had covered her face and wrapped herself. And he asked to go into her, for he knew not that she was his daughter-in-law. And Tamar, she consents, but not without a bargain. She bargains with Judah for his signet, his bracelet, and the staff until he returns with what he promised her for sleeping with her. Let me back up a little minute. When he sees her and asks to go into her, he promised her a kid. And as we know, a kid in those days was considered a baby goat, a baby sheep, part of the cattle. But he didn't have it with him. So he said, she said, I'll tell you what, since you promised me this kid, goat or sheep or whatever it was it just says kid uh until i receive it let me hold on to your signa and your bracelet and your staff 
until you return with it. So once the deed was done, Tamar removed her veil, put back on her widow's clothing, and Judah went his way. He did indeed send his friend back with the kid that he had promised. But only when his friend went back, he found out from talking to a few people and inquiring about the harlot that was in the square, the town square. Where was she? Nobody knew what he was talking about. So he goes back and he reports this to Judah. Look, you know, I took the kid up there to give to the harlot that you slept with, but nobody knows what I was talking about. And, you know, Judah being Judah, with his arrogance and his ways, he chalks it up to, oh, well, you know, she's got my bracelet, she's got my signature, she's got my staff. He wasn't really fretting over it. My Bible doesn't tell me anywhere that he really fretted over the three things he had given up to her for him to go into her. And it turns out a few months later that Tamar is pregnant. And it gets back to Judah that, hey, your widow, daughter-in-law, has played the harlot and she has conceived. Now this is not pleasing to Judah and Judah goes and he says, you know, bring her and let her answer. Bring her to me and let her be burnt. But Tamar answers the call by bringing forth the items that she had acquired from him when she went to him and let him go in her. The signet, the bracelet, and the staff. And she answered, Discern, I pray thee, whose are these signets, bracelets, staff? And Judah acknowledged them and said, She has been more righteous than I, because that I gave her not to Shelah, my son. And he knew her again no more. And it came to pass when she gave birth, she gave birth to two twins, a set of twins. Look how God changed that thing around. Look how he did what he do best. And that's get our attention. You went on and you married a Canaanite woman. You proceeded to marry your sons off that did wicked and evil things in the eye sight of God. And he went on to take them at a young age, at a young age. But did you just not do wicked things by selling your brother? And we've all heard that saying, the sins of the father falls on the child. Maybe, maybe so, maybe, maybe not. But I know here, I see God's work. Evil and wicked was the plan that Judah devised when he pulled Joseph out of that pit with his brothers to sell him off and to go back and report to their father that Joseph was indeed dead, but got mauled by a beast. And all they found was his coat. Well, he goes on, marries a Canaanite woman, and his first two sons die. He's left with a widow, widower. And when he decides to deceive her or may not make good on his promise, she turns around 
and she plays the trickster. Some will see it that way, some won't. This is just my Ebonics way <laughs> of saying, you know, maybe she got the upper hand. Maybe she got the upper hand in everything that she wanted. She knew the risk. She knew the risk of being pregnant and a widower and not having a husband. She knew people were going to talk. But she was willing to take that risk. And upon taking that risk, she got something of value. Something that could stand behind her so that she had proof. We, in this new world, we call it receipts. Receipts, I got receipts. Whether it be a text message, an email, video footage. When we're trying to prove a point, we call this receipts. Well, she got her receipts. She had the bracelet, the signet, and the staff. So when he called upon, as it was a custom, bring my daughter-in-law to me, for she shall be burnt. And she asked, whose prayer are these? And he couldn't deny that those were his items, even though she had wrapped herself and covered herself in a veil, and he didn't know that he was sleeping with his daughter-in-law. He still chose to sleep with a harlot, which back then was a prostitute. He still chose to pay to lay down with her. He didn't care what was behind the veil. All he wanted was, was what was up under the wrapping. <laughs> but look at the cost. Now he has to turn this thing around because she can prove that it was he that slept with her. Look at God allows things to work in his favor. Things are rough. I can't imagine having three sons and lose two of them at an early age. I can't imagine. But look what you did to your brother. Look at the wicked plot plan that you plotted and demised for your brother. But yet again, it comes to pass that Tamar had given birth to twins that were born. And one put his hand out as the midwife took it. And she bounded his hand with a scarlet thread, saying, this came out first. And it came to pass as he, as he drew his hand back that behold, his brother came out. And she asked, how hast thou broken forth this breach be upon thee. Therefore, his name was Zerah. Pharaoh came first. He put his hand out there first. Same thing that happened with Jacob and Esau, remember? Remember, Jacob caught the heel of Esau. Now you've got these two one's hand reached out first and she was able to tie a ribbon around it but come forth the second one he broke through move out of my way I'm going first <laughs> so the story continues and they dropped Judah's story right in the midst 
and going to chapter 39, where we find out that Joseph was brought to Egypt, to Potiphar's house, and that he has found favor with Potiphar. My Bible tells me that Joseph was prosperous. He was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master in Egypt. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and made everything he touched prosperous. And after some time, he made Joseph. Joseph found favor in his sight, grace in his sight. And he made Joseph overseer of everything that was in his house inside and out. And the Lord blessed the house for Joseph's sake. And all that he had was blessed from the insides to the field. Now after some time, verse 39, uh, chapter 39, verse 6 says, Now after some time, his master's wife cast her eyes upon him and said, Be with me. But Joseph refused. So now we get into Joseph's life. Now that they have sold him into bondage. Now that they've sold him, we find out a little bit of what happens to one of the brothers still being evil and wicked, deceptive. We see how God shows up in his life because the seed of the father spills out and to the children, if you're raised being wicked and evil with thoughts, and your children see that in your lives, then that's what they're going to do. If they see you drinking and smoking and carrying on, they're eventually going to do that as well. Some, I would say. And I can speak about that because I was there. And my children wasn't children, children. They were teens, preteens and teenagers. And what I thought that they didn't see me doing, they actually did. But glory be to God, they didn't follow in their mother's footstep, drinking and smoking and doing things that I knew that I shouldn't have been doing to mask the pain. But these two young men, that God took their lives. They came into the world with wicked thoughts, wicked plans, doing wicked things. God wasn't pleased with them, not following God's command, not following his law. He wasn't pleased and he took their lives. Sometimes we have to ask ourselves that part of our lives that God takes that we may mourn, may be painful, may be painful situations. I don't, we don't serve a God that does stuff. I don't serve a God that does stuff just because he can. I serve a God that wants to see the glory out of everything. He wants to see, he wants us to see his glory out of everything. And sometimes we go through things that will teach us life lessons. That's why Victoria J is sitting here celebrating her 52nd birthday with you guys. Because he wants to see the glory in it. And my story was definitely no different from any anybody else that smoked marijuana, drank, or whatever. It was no different. There's nothing particularly unique about me 
other than God's grace and mercy and his favor on my life. Now, some people might see it and say, hmm, I wonder if she really has changed. And some people might see it and say, I can see the God. I can see the God in her. I can see the light in her. Nevertheless, I don't praise my Heavenly Father on my spiritual walk for anybody but for me. I don't do it to get the glory out of it for me. I don't do it just because it's the right thing to do. I do it because God changed my heart. He changed my heart. He changed my mind. And I recognize his grace and his mercy and his favor on my life. And if he chooses to do nothing else for me, but allow me to get to know him, I'm okay with it. And if he chooses to bless me so that any seeds that I plant don't fall by the wayside, but fall on good ground, good sturdy foundation, I'm okay with that too. You guys be blessed on this beautiful, beautiful Thursday. When we come back on tomorrow, we will get into a little bit of what Joseph is up to in the things to come, as well as coming starting next week. We will only be doing morning inspirations Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays simply because I feel like God is doing something new in me. And I'm still asking for some insight on it. But my morning inspirations has been running 30 minutes, 20 some minutes, 30 minutes. And I'm, I thank God for him doing the new thing in me. However, I do realize I had an audience that liked that two minute prayer and some went along with the 10 minute prayer. But I can only be obedient to what my father calls me to do. And when he says stop, I'll stop. If he tells me to cut it back, I'll cut it back. But for right now, I'm getting pleasure out of it from the feedback that I'm getting from you guys interacting with the show. You're getting pleasure out of it. But I know time can be a bit of a thing, especially when you're at work or on your break and you just were looking to use your 10, 15 minutes to hear that quick two-minute prayer. So with it being going so long, I thought Mondays, Wednesday, and Fridays. But you just never know. Whatever God's will is, he might drop a thought in my heart. It might scale back, and he might keep it where it's at. But I just wanted to let you know this this is what I'm being obedient to. As well as, if you want to do anything for Victoria J for her birthday, head on over to Spotify. Tell a friend, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Go to those dots on the side where it says follow Follow and rate the show. Following is free. Rating the show is free. Leave me a review. Reviews help me get recognition on whatever platform that I'm on, whether it be Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Leave a review so someone else might see it and may want to take a listen to the show. Head on over to Bonfire 
www.bowerfire.com slash 12 Street Talk back backslash the number one. Buy you a t-shirt. Buy the community t-shirts. Those proceeds are going to go into doing something for the community. Buy you a Queen's Table Talk or Freedom Friday t-shirt. Or how about some of the catchy little sands that my aunt gave me that my grandmother used to use. The Bible is the roadmap to life. We got that one over there. We got the go straight and turn right t-shirt over there. So if you want to bless Miss Victoria J with giving me a gift for my birthday, one of those three things would do it just fine. And if you can't do any of those things and you say, well, I'd like to do something monetarily, click on the link in the show notes and it'll show you up there. It'll say support this podcast with a one-time donation of 99 cents on up, I think. They got it up to in the hundreds. But 99 cents will do. $5 will do. Bless the show. Donate something to the show. And if you just can't do anything else, continue to listen. Continue to share it. Continue to support your girl. I believe God is doing some new things in my life. I thank him for it. I speak it into existence. And until next time, be blessed in everything that you do on this beautiful, beautiful day. And if it be in God's will, we'll be right back here with you on Friday. Peace and blessings to you all.